What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Inclined listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. FM to get started. Thank you for listening to The Incline. If you thought this was just a Dodgers-only podcast, well, I got great news. Since the Dodgers season is over, we're going to switch gears and start talking NBA. Yes, that's right. I am your host, Kevin Klein, and I do follow other sports besides just baseball. I actually love basketball as well. So moving forward, I hope to make this a Lakers and Clippers podcast. Hopefully we can do it once a week. We'll see how that works out. But today's show is an NBA preview special of all 30 teams. You can follow me on Twitter at Klein25. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Download it. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout. We're all on there. So on this episode of The Incline, Vegas has put out their wins total for all 30 teams. We're going to go team by team, briefly summarize, preview what each team's strengths, weaknesses are, what players are on there. I'm going to tell you whether I think that team is going to go over or under the Vegas wins totals. Then at the end of each conference, I'll do my one through eight seeds, give you who I think is going to win that conference. Maybe I'll throw in some MVP, rookie of the year type of stuff. But yes... If you want to only if you want to only hear the Western Conference, I would fast forward about 20 minutes because we're going to start out East. They are the inferior inferior conference, but they do have the defending champion Toronto Raptors. Congratulations to the Raptors. They had a great season. They won their first title in franchise history. 
They beat the Warriors. They got some changes to the rosters. We'll get to them in a little bit, but we're going to start out in Atlanta. The Hawks. Last season, they were 29-53. and 53. This season, coached by Lloyd Pierce, Vegas gave them 34 and a half. And I'm going to go over. I think the Hawks are going to be a good team. Last season, biggest weakness was defense. They gave up the most points in the NBA, 119 a game. Couldn't stop anybody. Trey, uh, Trey Young, second year now, excellent three-point shooter. He's almost like the next Stephen Curry. Cam Reddish, I think that's his first name. They drafted him in the lottery. He's supposed to have a lot of upside as a rookie. John Collins and Alex Len, two big men. Collins is someone I really like moving forward for this season. It'll be his third year. He should be fully healthy. This guy can rebound. He can block. Very good post-up player. A lot of strength to him. He should be getting a lot of easy buckets around the rim. They added Evan Turner and Alan Crabby, two good role players that can shoot threes, create their own shot. Kevin Herter, someone that I really liked last season, a very good three-point specialist. They added Jabari Parker. We know what he can do. He's not the best defender, but he was a good player at Duke. We're still waiting for him to reach his ceiling. So this Hawks team, they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. Defense still going to be their weakness, but it's going to be a very up-tempo, fast-paced team, and I think they are going to give a lot of teams a run for their money. Boston Celtics. Fourth seed last season. They were 49 and 33. Kind of had an underwhelming season. Didn't get it to the Eastern Conference Finals. This season, 48 and a half. There were some changes in the offseason. Brad Stevens, still the coach there. Great mentor for these guys. Kyrie Irving has left town. They replaced him with Kemba Walker. We know Kemba Walker is a good mid-range shooter. He can shoot threes very fast. Good at handling the ball. Going to be their primary point guard. Jason Tatum entering his third season, really flourished as a rookie, didn't see that big leap his second year. Now that Jason Tatum is one of the more seasoned guys on this team in the in the Stevens system, we should see the ball go through him a lot more. Jalen Brown, another guy who showed some promise two seasons ago, didn't really progress last year. He wants a huge payday. He's going to have to earn it. I think Jalen Brown is going to have a big year. For these Celtics. And Gordon Hayward, another guy, third year with this team. The first two years have not been good. I mean, year one with Hayward, dislocated his ankle, first game of the season. That really hampered him the rest of this Celtics tenure. Was more of a sixth man last season, but we'll see. Hayward should be finally fully healthy. And if he can get back to that jazz form, he should be a primary scorer. And I like this team. I think they are going to win at least 50 games. So we should go over Ennis Cantor, the center. We know he's a guy that's not a very good interior defender, but he will get a lot of offensive putbacks and be in the paint at all times. And Marcus Smart, a very good outside defender, can shoot some threes as well. Ojale, another guy to keep your eye out on. But yeah, the Celtics team, they should be pretty good. I think Kemba Walker is going to fit in very nicely. Brooklyn Nets, they were the sixth seed last season. They surprised a lot of guys out there. 42 and 40 was their record. This year, 43 and a half is the over. D'Angelo Russell has gone to the Warriors, but that's not going to matter. They replaced him with some big fish. I mean, Kyrie Irving for one, DeAndre Jordan, and Kevin Durant. K- 
Kevin Durant's going to be out for the entire season because of his Achilles blow up. But they got Kyrie Irving, all-star point guard, creates his own shot. He's going to score a lot of points. I mean, every season he's a lock to score over 20 points a game. He's going to do that on a nightly basis. DeAndre Jordan, one of the best interior defenders in the NBA. One of the leaders last season in both blocks and rebounds. He's going to continue to do that. He's going to split some time with Jarrett Allen, I got to assume. We love Allen's explosiveness. He's a really good shot blocker. He can dunk on just about anybody. But the problem with Jarrett Allen is his defense. Centers were walking all over him last season. They were near the bottom in terms of points given up to big men. Spencer Dinwiddie, a really young, exciting point guard, really flourished last season. I think he's going to be a great complimentary piece to Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris led the NBA in three-point shooting percentage last season. Should continue to do that moving forward. I think he won the three-point shootout contest as well. Karis LeVert, what a special young talent this guy is. A forward who was really off to a great start last season with the Nets until he got hurt. He's only 25. I mean, last season he averaged... 13.7 points a game. I think it's going to go up. And with Kevin Durant out, he really should fill that void. Torian Prince, David Nwaba, Garrett Temple, all guys I really like as well. Really good role players. This Nets team definitely should make the playoffs. If they don't, something went wrong with injury. But I think the future is bright for Brooklyn. And once Kevin Durant gets back in that 2020-2021 season, they have a legit shot to compete for a title. The Charlotte Hornets, one of the worst teams in the NBA. I mean, last season, they didn't make the playoffs. They're coached by James Borrego, and I think he's going to be one of the first guys out the door. 23.5 is the over-under, and I'm going to go under. I think this is going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. They're probably going to end up tanking. They got an aging Nicholas Batum, who continues to regress every season. Bismarck Biombo, a very below-average center. They are drafted these set of twins, Caleb and Cody Martin. We don't know if any of them are any good. Malik Monk, a draft bust. Marvin Williams, good mid-range shooter, not a great defender. Cody Zeller, very boring center who doesn't provide much spark at all on this team. Miles Bridges, haven't seen a lot from him, as well as Devontae Graham, etc. But the guy that you really do want to draft for your fantasy team is Terry Rozier. We saw what he could do when Kyrie Irving went down. He got this Celtics team to an Eastern Conference final only two seasons ago. Anytime Kyrie Irving went down, Rozier filled in that hole, and he does a, he does an excellent job. So Terry Rozier, the most exciting piece on this Hornets team, still got to bet the under. This team is way too white. They're not good. Defensively an issue. They're going to have issues scoring. Easy under. Horrible team. Chicago Bulls. Coached by Jim Boylan now after Fred Hoiberg was fired. Thank goodness for Chicago because he was an awful coach. They were 22-60 and last season. They were really bad. Somehow Vegas thinks they're going to be a 12-win improvement potentially. 33-and-a-half. No way. This is another under. This is still a bad team. They have a lot of weapons offensively, but the defense, I'm not impressed whatsoever. Wendell Carter Jr. entering his sophomore season. He was a pretty good big man, but he had a hand injury that really killed his second half. Should see a big leap from him moving forward. I like him. They drafted Kobe White from the Tar Heels, 7th overall, 6'5 point guard. 
Don't know what to expect from him in his rookie season, but I think long-term he's going to be a really good piece for this Bulls. In the meantime, the primary guards are Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. Both of them great shooters, especially Levine. Not only can he shoot threes, hit the mid-range. If he's fully recovered from that ACL tear, one of the most explosive dunkers in the NBA, Laurie Markkinen, I really like him, entering his third season. He has a lot of Dirk Nowitzki in him, almost seven feet tall, can shoot threes, fadeaway post-up shots. Markkinen was hurt a lot of last season as well. That really hurt his season. Should be fully healthy in this year. Thomas Sadoransky coming in from the Wizards. When John Wall went down, he did a really nice job of filling in at point guard. Even had some triple doubles. Really good at distributing the ball. Otto Porter Jr., who they acquired from the Wizards as well. Mid-range shooter. Forward, you know, he can play some defense. Inconsistent at times. Will hit some threes. But you got to like him. I mean, the Bulls have a lot of weapons offensively. I just think in terms of defense, they're going to get killed a lot in the interior and especially around the perimeter. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop many teams. I think they're on the right path, but for this upcoming season, I still want to bet the under. I just don't think they're quite there yet. Cleveland Cavaliers, 19-63 and 63 last year, one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they continue to not improve that situation whatsoever. 24 is the over-under to bet this year. I think they're another team you got to go under. They're really bad. I mean, they drafted Darius Garland, I believe that's his name, fifth overall point guard from Vanderbilt. There's supposed to be a lot of potential with this kid, and he might end up having to fill in for Colin Sexton, who didn't really amount to a lot last season. So we got to monitor the Sexton situation. Sexton, not a good shooter whatsoever. Jordan Clarkson, he's hot or cold. He can score 30 some nights. He can score two. He's just, the variance is very wide. Larry Nance Jr., one of the most explosive forwards in the NBA. When he gets the time, he can do a lot. But the issue with him is minutes. He just seems to get fatigued really fast and always hurt. Another team that's just way too wide as well. I mean, they got C.D. Osman, pretty good guard. But... Not too impressed with him when Kevin Love's off the floor. It's a real thing. If Kevin Love goes down, his role really diminishes. I don't know why. And speaking of Kevin Love, best player on this team. He needs to get out of Cleveland. I think he will get traded around the trade deadline. We know Kevin Love's a walking double-double machine. He'll get 10 rebounds. He'll get 20 points. He can shoot threes. He can post up. He can do it all. He'll get the offensive boards. Kevin Love needs to get out of Cleveland. He won them a t- helped win them a title, and he deserves that gratitude of being freed from this awful mess. They're paying him a lot of money only to lose. Tristan Thompson is on this team as well. Probably will be their starting center. Problem with Tristan Thompson is he cheats on every girl he's with. Not a good guy. So, Tristan Thompson, try to stay faithful, my man. Coming in next, we got the Detroit Pistons. They were the eighth seed last season. They got their butts whooped on them by the Milwaukee Bucks. They were 41 and 41. Vegas has them at 37 and a half. And I'm going to go under because this team is very thin in terms of depth. Outside of Andre Drummond, who I mean led the NBA in rebounds last season with over 15 a game, love Drummond's interior present. He gets a lot of 
easy looks. He gets a lot of offensive boards. He can get some blocks. And then Blake Griffin, who at one point was one of the most electrifying dunkers in the NBA, still a very strong player, continues to work on his jump shot every season. If only he had a consistent three, he could be one of the best forwards potentially of all time, but he will never get to that mark. Outside of those two guys, they got Reggie Jackson, who's just an okay point guard. Derek Rose, who really reemerged last season with the Timberwolves. Now he's on the Pistons. We'll see if he can stay healthy. That's always been the narrative throughout his career. They added Markeith Morris. We know what he can do. And Joe Johnson, who came in from the Big Three, if that's what it's called, back in the NBA. I don't know how old he is now, but Joe Johnson is on the Pistons. So we'll see what he can do. But the Pistons are a team I'm going under. Coached by Nate McMillan, the Indiana Pacers last season were 48-34. and 34. They were the fifth seed. This season, 46.5 is the over-under. And I mean, yes, Victor Oladipo is going to miss a significant chunk of this season. And when Oladipo returns, we know he's one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. Gets a lot of deflections, steals. He's going to hit threes, can get to the the rim at will. We got to see how his legs hold up, but they've made a lot of upgrades this offseason. Darren Collison retired, but they replaced him with Malcolm Brogdon, who was once Rookie of the Year for the Bucks. He's now on this squad. They got Justin Holliday, another great defender, just like this guy too, Jeremy Lamb. Can hit a lot of threes, can play some defense. Good role player to have on this squad from the Hornets. TJ McConnell coming in from the 76ers. Excellent role player as well. In terms of centers, they got Dante Sabonis, who has just been a great pickup from the Thunder. Really strong on the inside. Gets a lot of rebounds for this team. Miles Turner, who led the NBA in block shots last season. He's coming back. He can hit some jump shots. TJ Warren, who they got pretty much for free from the Suns, didn't get that trade, but what a great pickup to have. Really good forward, hits the mid-range, can play some defense, very good in fast-paced situations, should get a lot of open opportunities as well. I think it's going to really help pick up the tempo for the Pacers. This was the number one team in terms of points allowed last season, and that should continue moving forward. Defense is the biggest strength of the Pacers. And that's got to continue for this upcoming season. I think the Pacers are going to make a push potentially for the Eastern Conference Finals if all can go well. Following that team is the Miami Heat, coached by Eric Spolstra, who's been there for quite a while now. Last season, they didn't make the playoffs. They were 39-43. and Vegas has them at 43 and a half. I'm going to go under for this team. I do think they will barely make the playoffs. But I just don't see the 44 for this Miami Heat squad. They added Jimmy Butler in the offseason. They gave him a lot of money. Butler's biggest strength is obviously his defense. He's a really good one-on-one defender. Inconsistent at times in terms of creating his own shot. Never been a big fan of him in terms of just that consistency on offense. There are some days where he's just a no-show, especially in the big spot. Bam Adebayo will be the primary center. He's replacing Hassan Whiteside, who got traded. Love Adebayo for fantasy purposes. The, the biggest concern for Adebayo the last two years was that minutes. Eric Spolscher never seems to give his centers consistent minutes. So I'm 
Very curious to see how his endurance holds up. Goran Dragic, veteran point guard, really good at handling the ball. He's going to distribute it a lot to both Jimmy Butler and Justice Winslow. Winslow really took a big leap forward last season. He was able to fill in at point guard at times. He could also play the forward. He'll pass. He'll shoot. He could rebound. He can do it all. Deion Waiters, Derek Jones Jr., and Johnson are all guys who can hit some threes. And then, of course, Udonis Haslam is still on this team somehow. And Kelly Olynyk, one of the more physical guys in the NBA, going to provide some strong defense down low. Miami Heat, lower playoff seed, but they should be in there. Milwaukee Bucks. How about these guys? Last season, they were the number one seed in the NBA. They were 60-22. and 22. Now Vegas has them at 57 and a half. I think they got another 60 win season in them potentially. I'm going to go over it once again. I mean, it starts with the Greek freak. He was the MVP of the league last year. What can't that guy do besides shoot threes? He can pass. He can def- He can play some strong defense. He can rebound. He can score at will. I mean, he, in terms of DraftKings points, he can get you into the 90s. And then to go along with him, they got Chris Middleton, a great three-point shooter. He'll hit the open mid-range as well. Now that Malcolm Brogdon is gone, we should see more Eric Bledsoe really controlling the ball. George Hill will probably get some more minutes as well. Ersan Ilyasova, Dragon Bender, very similar players. They're going to be hanging around on the outside around the three-point line looking for some wide-open threes, as well as Brooke Lopez, who actually was one of the leaders in blocks last season. But Brooke Lopez loves shooting threes as well, and now he's joined by his twin brother, Robin Lopez. We haven't seen this before, so we'll see if maybe the Lopez twins being together on one team again can help lead this team to a championship. There's a lot of high expectations for good reasons. This Bucks team is really good, and they added the veteran Wesley Matthews, who used to be one of the better on-ball defenders in the NBA, the Bucks, Well-coached. A lot of potential. The New York Knicks. The worst team in the Eastern Conference last season. I mean, they clearly tanked to try to get Zion Williamson. It did not work out. Coached by David Fisdale. Vegas has the Knicks from 17 and 65 now to 26 and a half. And here's the first bold prediction. The New York Knicks... Easy over. I mean, this team, I have them locked in as the eighth seed. I think they're going to shock the world. And this squad is going to really come together. It's going to reignite Madison Square Garden. The New York Knicks are going to be back in the playoffs for the 2019-2020 season. It all starts with R.J. Barrett. I mean, because Zion Williamson was so hyped up, R.J. Barrett's going to really fly under the radar, and I think he has a legitimate chance to win Rookie of the Year. Another top recruit in the country. He went to Duke. Guy can shoot. He can. He's kind of reminds me a lot of Dwayne Wade. He's going to get to the bucket quite a lot. Really exciting player. And I think Kevin Knox, who they drafted in the lottery last season, showed great signs as a rookie. He's only going to get better. I think he's going to really be good at hitting a lot of wide-open threes and getting to the rim. I like the picks up the pickups of Reggie Bullock and Ellington, two guys that are okay defenders, but they can hit a lot of threes. Taj Gibson, a veteran forward, really good to have down low. 
strong force, Marcus Morris, who did pretty well with the Celtics towards the end of the season. He'll hit a he'll hit his share, fair share of threes as well. Alfred Payton picked him up from the Hornets. And, I mean, the upside with Alfred Payton is triple doubles. Not the best consistent shooter, but if he gets those open looks, he's going to hit some of them. Bobby Portis hasn't really lived up to the hype yet with the Bulls. Went on to finish his season with the Wizards last year. If he can put it all together, we've seen times where Bobby Portis really flourishes. I'm curious to see how he's going to do with this Knicks team. And then a big free agent signing that I really like is Julius Randle. Let's not forget, he's on the Knicks now. When Anthony Davis wasn't himself or he went down, Julius Randle really stepped up with the Pelicans. Another guy that was able to put up some triple doubles. Julius Randle, one of those few big guys that he's really good at handling the ball. He can get to the rim. He'll get rebounds, take the ball across the court, drive it to the hole. Julius Randle, really good pickup. Mitchell Robinson, one of the better surprise centers last season. He was one of the leaders in both blocks and rebounds with the Knicks. And then Dennis Smith Jr., who really showed signs as a rookie, took a major step back last season as a sophomore, kind of got into some disputes with the Mavericks, but they traded him for Porzingis. Porzingis is out the door. Dennis Smith Jr. is in. I mean, if Dennis Smith Jr. can live up to that point guard potential, wow, this Knicks team is going to have a lot of awesome weapons. And that's why I think they're going to be over for sure. Next up on the list is the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers last season were the three seed. They were 51 and 31. Coached by Brett Brown. Really high expectations for the 76ers team. I mean, they're supposed to make a finals, I think, now. I mean, last season, they lost in one of the most heartbreaking ways. Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. Lost on a 2.3 bouncer from Kawhi Leonard at the buzzer. Game was tied. Just like that, the season was over for Philadelphia. So they're moving forward. 54 and a half. I'm going to go over. I think this team is going to be the one seed. Trey Burke, James Ennis, Kyle O'Quinn, Raul Neto. Those are the Mike Scott. Those are all, you know, the role players. But here are the stars. They have one of the best starting lineups in the NBA. Al Horford, who they picked up from the Celtics. I mean, he's one of the best centers and underrated guys in the NBA. Joel Embiid, who both was in the top five of rebounds and scoring back in the 76ers circle. It was a very long offseason for these guys. And for good reason, that loss to the Raptors was very deflating. Ben Simmons, we've seen him working on his three-point shot. If he can start to hit some threes... That'll be huge. I mean, the 6'9 guard can pass. He can rebound. Solid defender. Can drive to the hole. The big question mark with him has always been the shooting. If he can get that going, it'll really open things up. Tobias Harris, one of the best forwards in the NBA now. 
Really good at stretching the floor. Really fast-paced guy as well. Gotta love that move. And then to replace Jimmy Butler, they got Josh Richardson from the Heat. And Richardson, very good underrated defender. He's really strong. It's his biggest strength. Biggest strength. He can also shoot some threes. I think he has a legitimate chance to be one of the most improved players in the NBA. This 76ers team is a lot of high expectations, and they should make the Eastern Conference Finals at a bare minimum. The Orlando Magic were 42-40 and 40 last season. They were the seventh seed. Vegas has them at 41 and a half. I'm going to go under. I don't think this team's making the playoffs. I think last season they reached their ceiling as a team. I mean, Aaron Gordon, the star of Uncle Drew, coming back. Always gets hurt, though. Good at rebounding. Good at blocking some shots. Can really space the floor. Good in the fast pace up tempos type of things. This Magic team's going to want to run. They got Nikola Vucevic. Proved himself as one of the most underrated centers in the NBA. Then he made the all-star team. Got paid this offseason. A lot of young guys with high expectations. I mean, Isaac, Iwandu, Mo Bamba. Let's see how they all do. Al Farouk Aminu added to this team. Really good defenders, as well as Terrence Ross. And then Markel Fultz, the big question mark. Can he prove he's not a draft bust? This guy was drafted number one overall. And he can't shoot the ball. So let's see if he can stay healthy. I can't even remember what kind of weird injury he had, but he's barely put in the NBA and he can't shoot. And Evan Fournier, a three-point specialist. After this team, we got the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions. Once again, congratulations, Toronto. Two seed at 58 and 24. 46 and a half was the over-under. And I got to go under for the Raptors. I just think that loss of Kawhi Leonard is going to be too much to overcome. Biggest question mark for the Raptors team is who's going to step up as the star player? Pascal Siakam really emerged. He was most improved. He's been getting some minutes at point guard even this offseason. Kyle Lowry, they extended. We know what he can do. One of the best passers in the NBA. Going to always be up there and assist. Fred Van Vliet, very nice point guard. Excellent backup to come off the bench. They got some solid big guys. Siakam, as mentioned. Marcus Gasol. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Serge Ibaka. But yeah, this Raptors team, they could barely make the playoffs. I think they could squeak in there as like a sixth seed. We'll see. But yeah, we're going to go under. Just that loss to Kawhi is too big. Washington Wizards, the last team in the Eastern Conference. Vegas has this team at 26 and a half. Last season, they were 32-50. and 50. Scott Brooks is their coach. And unfortunately, I guess I got to go under. This team just is not good at all. John Wall expects to miss the entire season with the injury. Going to be an assistant coach, apparently. Bradley Beal is going to really have to carry this load on offense. And if he goes down, they're screwed. They got Justin Anderson, CJ Miles, Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, Mo Wagner, Jan Mahimi, Thomas Bryant, there's just really nothing on this Wizards team to get excited about whatsoever. They got to tank and get a lottery pick because they're really bad. Time to move to the more exciting conference, the Western Conference. Last season, the Golden State Warriors represented the West for like the fifth consecutive year. Maybe that'll change in the 2019-2020 season. Let's start out in Dallas. Last season, the Mavericks were... 33 and 49. 
coached by Rick Carlisle, they made some big changes to this roster. First of all, they added Chris Stops Porzingis, who didn't play a single game last season. Well, now Porzingis is supposed to be back and should be ready for near the very start of the season. We know what Porzingis can do. I mean, first of all, he's like 7'2". He can hit threes. He can post up. He's essentially replacing Dirk Nowitzki. And then Luka Dantage, the Mavericks gave up a lot to acquire this guy in the draft, and he really rewarded him. He could be one of the next big stars in the NBA. I mean, what can't this guy do? He's He could almost average a triple-double if he really wanted to. Shoot, pass, steal, guard, all of it. So 40.5 is the over-under. And I'm going to go over because I think Dantage and Porzingis is going to going to be one of the most exciting duos in the NBA. Team has a lot of shooting depth. Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, Justin Jackson, Jalen Brunson, J.J. Barea, Courtney Lee, and then I like Wright as the pickup at point guard. I think he could be a good fantasy value. Denver Nuggets, two seed last season, coached by Mike Malone, 54 and 28 last season. Over-under is 52.5, a team I have to go over. They could arguably be the deepest team in the NBA. They have a star in Nikola Jokic, a center. I mean, he can do everything. Dribble, pass, shoot, steal, you name it. Jokic is a star. Paul Millsap, forward getting paid a lot of money. Still hanging in there despite some signs of regression, but you got to like him when healthy. I mean, they basically stole Bull Bull in the draft. He fell to round two, I think. Was it at one point projected to be a lottery piece? We'll see how he does. Will Barton, Gary Harris, two scrappy defenders and shooters. Jamal Murray, very underrated point guard. I mean, he can really shine at times. We know Murray is one of the better guards in the NBA. Monte Morris and Malik Beasley both filled in very nicely as role players. And Juan Hernan Gomez has that potential as well. Craig is someone they can start at forward. We'll see if that's still going to happen for this upcoming season. And then Michael Porter Jr. Didn't play a single game last season, but he does have a legitimate chance to be Rookie of the Year this year. The injuries have really hampered his career, but at one point he was projected to be drafted first overall in his draft class. But yes, the Nuggets are a team I really like, and I mean, they could potentially win the West. We'll see. There's a lot of good teams out there. The Golden State Warriors... 57-25 and last year. They were the one seed. Vegas has them at 48.5. And And by my principle of the rule, I think you're going to have to win 50 games to make the playoffs in the West. I have to go over. I do think the Warriors have that in them. Even though they lost Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson will be out till January or February with the torn ACL. They did add D'Angelo Russell, who's going to be that second tier option next to Stephen Curry, who has, in my mind, a legit chance to win MVP this upcoming season. If he can stay healthy and carry this team on offense, he already dropped a 40 in the preseason. They added Willie Cauley-Stein as well from the Kings. He's shown flashes that he can be a really good player. Draymond Green, one of the best defenders in the NBA, if he's motivated and mentally healthy, Draymond, of course, you'd love to have him on hit on your team. 
And then Kevon Looney should get a lot of run at center. So we're going to go, we're going to go over for the Warriors. A lot's going to be different, but they sh- still should be competitive. Houston Rockets were 53-29 and 29 last season. Coached by Mike D'Antoni, they've been knocked out by the Warriors two years in a row. And Vegas has them at 53 and a half. And in my opinion, by adding Russell Westbrook, they are more than just a half win better than last season. So we're going to go over. They shipped out Chris Paul. They traded for Russell Westbrook. And we know what Westbrook can do. If he's not trying to stat pad everything and he's actually serious about being the second piece to James Harden, the Rockets have a legit chance to be the one seed in the West. Harden led the NBA in scoring again, 36 points a game. Harden is one of the best shooters in the NBA. He can score at will. He also was able to get a lot of steals last season. That was something he really worked on. Clint Capella, one of the better centers in the NBA, one of the leaders in rebounds and blocks. Eric Gordon, a great three-point shooter. They added Tyson Chandler. And Nene is a backup center, so there you go for their centers. Tabo Cephalosha, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House Jr., all pretty solid defenders. And then Austin Rivers will be there, along with Ryan Anderson. So we're going to go over for the Rockets. Los Angeles Clippers, 48-34 and 34 last season. Well coached by Doc Rivers. They were able to get in as that eighth seed, and they gave the Warriors a little run for their money. 53.5 is the over-under. I think that's a little too high, so I'm going to go under. I think the Clippers team is somewhat overrated. Yeah, adding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is going to be huge. Plus, they have Patrick Beverly at point guard, bringing him back. They have arguably one of the... They have arguably the best set of outside exterior defenders in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know how teams are going to get to the rim, to be honest. But that is where their weakness is. If you can get to the interior paint side of the court, they don't really have any centers that can can stop anybody. Montrez Harrell, Ivica Subac, Mark Mo Harkless, Jermichael Green. None of them are that great of defenders. They added some shooting in Rodney Magruder, Jonathan Motley. We'll see if he can get some more run. And, I mean, the big narrative for this team, we'll see if Landry Shamat can emerge as a better starter. And Lou Williams, if he can continue that scoringness. This team has a very deep bench. I'm worried they're going to give up a lot of rebounds. That could be their weakness. Obviously, Paul George coming into the season hurt. He's going to miss the first few weeks. And Kawhi Leonard, can he stay healthy? There's some big question marks for this Clippers team. They will make the playoffs, and they should be one of the top seeds. But are they as good as some people think? I don't know. I don't think their defense is going to live up to the hype. On the flip side of things, you got the other Los Angeles team, the Lakers. 37-45 and last season. They had to clean house. They fired Luke Walton, bringing in Frank Vogel now. 50 and a half is the over under and I'm going to go over. I think the Lakers are going to have a great season. They traded Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart in a plethora of draft picks to bring in Anthony Davis. Davis did not have a great season last year, but that's because he wanted to stay healthy because he wanted out of New Orleans. Now he's with the Lakers. Anthony Davis 
I think he's going to end up leading the Lakers in, in scoring. LeBron James going to take a step back, be more of the distributor. Obviously, LeBron's going to put up his fair share of points. But Anthony Davis has the legit chance to be the league's MVP. One of the best rebounders, shot blockers, you name it. Anthony Davis has a Lakers uniform. Going to be really excited to see what this duo can do. And then they added a lot of pieces around this Lakers duo. Let's start with the shooting, because last season they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. They were also dead last in free throw shooting. So how did they fix that? Well, they added Avery Bradley, who used to be one of the best defenders in the NBA. Caldwell Pope's coming back. Quinn Cook from the Warriors. Troy Daniels. Jared Dudley. Danny Green, who was one of the best three-point shooters last season with the Raptors. He's won titles with both the Spurs and Toronto now. They added DeMarcus Cousins, but he's not going to play a single game for the Lakers. He's hurt, so they bring in Dwight Howard. And if Dwight Howard can keep his head in it, he could be a very nice sneaky pickup for practically nothing. JaVale McGee could be the starting center, one of the better shot bloggers in the NBA. Kyle Kuzma, let's see how his ankle holds up, but he should be the third option in terms of scoring. And Rajon Rondo and Alex Caruso will be battling for that point guard share. So the Lakers... High expectations, I think they do go better than 50 and a half. Memphis Grizzlies last season were 33 and 49, coached by Taylor Jenkins. Now, you know, they're only given 26 and a half by Vegas. And, you know, I just, I don't know what to think of this Grizzlies team. They got Jaron Jackson Jr., who had a pretty nice rookie season, and they drafted Ja Morant, who very well could be one of the future stars of this league. Outside of that, though, they got a lot of scrubs like Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Solomon Hill, Tyus Jones, Cabasio, Jay Crowder, Kyle Anderson, who's very slow, Dylan Brooks, who seems to be hurt a lot, even Rob, and then Valentunis, who's good at... I mean, he's really good, but he just can't seem to stay in the game very long. A lot of foul issues, etc., so this Memphis Grizzlies team, 26 and a half. You know what? I'll go over. I think they can get to maybe 30 wins. Why not? Minnesota Timberwolves were 36 and 46 last year. They're coached by Ryan Sanders now. Carl Anthony Towns, one of the stars in the NBA. I mean, the team has run through him. They got rid of Jimmy Butler. Andrew Wiggins hasn't amounted to much for being a first overall pick, but obviously he can create his own shot, hit a lot of threes, etc. But 35 and a half, I think I'm going to go under. I think they're going to try to tank. and I mean, Cat could very well be a trade candidate. I mean, Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, Shabazz Napier, Okaji, Jeff Teague, these are some of the guys on this Timberwolves team, and Jarrett Culver. We'll see how he does. Could be a very good rookie, but... For now, I got low expectations for the Wolves. We'll go under. New Orleans Pelicans were 33-49 and 49 last season. This team gutted their entire roster. They got the first overall, first overall pick, 39.5 is the over-under. Zion Williamson has already got hurt. Kind of a red flag because he also got hurt with Duke. But, I mean, if he can stay healthy, this guy could be the next LeBron James. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. 
pretty young core still. I think this is make or break for Brandon Ingram. He's got to prove he can carry some load on offense. Lonzo Ball, for him, he's got to prove he can stay healthy. Guy continues to get shut down for half the season, for crying out loud. They added Derek Favors. Jaheel Okafor is coming back. He hasn't lived up to his draft height, but he still had some nice numbers last season when Davis and Randall went down. J.J. Reddick's coming to the team, one of the best three-point shooters. 39.5. I'm going to I'm just going to go under for now. I think they are a year away from being really competitive. This will be more of a year to just get everyone in sync, keep everyone healthy. Pelicans got a bright future ahead, but for now, let's play it safe and keep it under. Oklahoma City Thunder last season were 49-33. and They were the sixth seed, coached by Billy Donovan. They got bounced in the first round by Portland. So they traded Paul George away. They traded Russell Westbrook away. 32.5 is the over-under, and I got to go under. This team has to tank. They have so many draft picks, and they cannot afford to have players like Chris Paul, Daniil Gallinari, Steven Adams ruin that future for them. They got to essentially do what they did when they drafted Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. They can't screw it up again. I like Shea Gildress Alexander. He was only a rookie last season. This might be his time to shine in a system where he's going to be depended upon more. Narlins, Noel, Mike Mascala, Hurin, something Diallo, I can't say his first name. Terrence Ferguson, Dennis Schroeder rounding out this roster. I think more trades are to come. I think Steven Adams and Chris Paul could get moved. Thunder rebuilding, and rightfully so. Phoenix Suns were 19-63 and 63 last season. They added Monty Williams, a pretty good coach this offseason. 29.5 is the over-under. And I just think this Suns team doesn't know what they're doing, so I'm going to go under. DeAndre Aiden, who was first overall pick, turned out to be a pretty awful defensive center. Let's see how he worked on that this offseason. He proved he can shoot, he can score. And Devin Booker, who was playing a lot of point guard last season, that didn't work out. One of the best scorers in the NBA. So they added Ricky Rubio. They paid him a lot of money. Dario Sarge coming in. At one point, this guy had a legitimate chance to win Rookie of the Year. He's kind of fizzled out. Let's see if he can resurge his career. Aaron Baines coming in. Pretty good, tough center. Tyler Johnson they got from the Heat. Should be a nice role player. Cheek Diallo, who was a... Force with the Pelicans in limited time. Frank Kaminsky, Kelly Oubre Jr. So they got some solid role players, but for now, Suns are still a bad team. We'll go under. Portland Trail Blazers were 53-29 and last season. They were the third seed. Vegas has them now at 46.5. This is an easy over. I mean, this is a 50-win team minimum. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum as your duo. They can put up a lot of points. And then, of course, they added Hassan Whiteside, one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. And then once Nurkic comes back, that's an awesome skyscraping duo to have. Kent Bazemore, they added good defender. Mario Hazonia trying to prove himself still. Rodney Hood, who had a rough stint in Cleveland, showed some better signs in Portland. Scalabrissier, Zach Collins, two guys who are good big men to have on your squad, and then Pau Gasol, who's on the brink of retirement, but he's got one stop left in Portland. Portland should be up there in the West. I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. 
Sacramento Kings. They now have Luke Walton as their coach. In my opinion, one of the worst coaches in the NBA, but last season they showed a lot of signs under the previous coach. 39-43 is where they finished. Vegas has them at 37.5. And because this Kings team continues to look better every year, let's go over. I think they can win at least 40. Darren Fox took a huge leap forward as a sophomore. I now expect to see that with Marvin Bagley. Could be one of the best big men in the NBA for this upcoming season. Really like him out of Duke. Harrison Barnes, they got him from the Mavericks. He's, I mean, you know what he can do. He'll shoot threes. He can play some solid defense. Yeah, he hasn't, hasn't really lived up to his true potential, in my opinion. Bielitsa, Deadman, Ariza, all proven veterans, can play great defense. They got... Giles, Kyle Guy, Bogdanovich, you name it. This Kings team is going to be running. And with Luke Walton, he's going to really push the tempo. They're going to be one of the fastest teams in the NBA. Buddy Heald, they're going to shoot a lot of threes as well. Rashawn Holmes. Kings team is going to be pretty competitive. They're going to give a lot of teams fits. Will they make the playoffs? I unfortunately think they're going to come up just a few games shy. San Antonio Spurs were the seventh seed last season, 48-34. and Vegas has them at 45 and a half. And I think they will go over. I think they do have 49, 50 wins in them. This is the team that I think is going to just barely miss the playoffs, though. After LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, we got some question marks of where the scoring is going to come from. DeHonte Murray and Derek White showed some really good flashes at point guard. And then Rudy Gay, who's Getting up there in terms of mileage. We'll see how he holds up. But Popovich has a lot of question marks with this roster. And let's see what he can do with Damari Carroll or Lyles. They lost Davis Bertans. He went to the Pelicans. I Sorry, I don't remember where Bertans left, but he's gone. A lot of question marks with this Spurs team. And I don't know. Aldridge and DeRozan. I don't know if that's enough. It worked out last season, but can it for this coming season? And the last team in the West is the Utah Jazz. They were 50-32 and 32 last season, the fifth seed under Quinn Snyder. Vegas has them at 53.5. And, and I do think they're going to win more than 50, but I don't think they're going to win 54, so we'll go under. Team made some moves in the offseason, got rid of Rubio, brought in Mike Conley. Question mark with him has always been health. Can he stay healthy? But he's going to be, really, be a really nice backcourt buddy with Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, one of the best defensive centers in the NBA, going to be up there in shot blocks and rebounds. Defensive player of the year type of guy. They added Bojan Bogdanovich from the Pacers, can shoot a lot of threes. Joe Ingles, great defender, can shoot threes. Emmanuel Moutier showed some good signs with the Knicks last season. Maybe he's not going to be a draft bust after all. Bringing in Ed Davis, Jeff Green, some proven veterans. And yes, they're going to really. This team is one of the few teams that slows down the tempo, half court type of offense. Love this Jazz team. I think they will make the playoffs for sure. Now that we covered the over-unders for every team, 
did my best to give you a general idea of who's on every roster. The Eastern Conference, the one through eight seeds, coming in at the one seed, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Coming in at the two seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. My three seed, the Pacers. At four, the Celtics. At five, the Nets. At six, the Raptors. At seven, the Heat. And at eight, the Knicks. Who's going to win the Eastern Conference? It's going to be a tough series, but I think the 76ers will triumph the Milwaukee Bucks, and the 76ers are going to the finals. The MVP isn't going to come from this conference, but the Rookie of the Year will. It's going to be R.J. Barrett. Now, coming in in the West... This is a very tough conference because I think every team making the playoffs is going to win 50 games. I don't think any team's going to win 60 games, though. They're all going to be a scrap heat. They're going to really challenge each other. But the one seed I'm going to give it to, actually, the Houston Rockets. The two seed, Denver Nuggets. Three seed, Los Angeles Lakers. Four seed, Los Angeles Clippers. Five seed will be the Utah Jazz. The six seed will be Portland Trailblazers. Seventh seed, Golden State Warriors. And the last but not least, eighth seed, Dallas Mavericks. Going to be a tough one, but I think the Rockets do make the Western Conference Finals and... Fittingly enough, they're going to face LeBron James and it's going to be a battle of the Chinese Comets. Lakers are going to overcome the Rockets, though. They're going to make it to the finals. And the MVP, I'm going with Anthony Davis. So the Lakers 76ers are going to meet in the finals. Unfortunately, the Lakers are going to come up just short in a Game 7 to Philadelphia, who will have home court advantage. Still going to be a great season for the Lakers. Fans are going to be very happy with, you know, the progression after so many years of misery. But Philadelphia 76ers, I'm going to predict they're going to win the NBA championship. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Harris, etc. The best starting lineup in the NBA, and I think they get the job done. And that concludes today's NBA preview show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Klein25. Thank you all for listening to The Incline. Got some Lakers, Rams, Clippers content moving forward. Dodgers, winter meetings, we'll get to that when the time comes. I hope everyone has a great day, and thank you for listening. Kevin Klein out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.